everyone. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Bragging rights. The trophy is coming back to Champaign after a three-year absence. Brad Underwood gets his second win that seems to elude him for the past couple of years in the series against Missouri in 88 to 63 win over the Tigers. Could have been more than that, too, before some of the freshmen were put in towards the end of the game. I'm Eddie Olson. I'm joined by Brett Behrens and Marlou Weirda, who are on location at the Enterprise Center, who got to take in the game and the environment. I got to watch on TV, but guys, let's start first with uh, the atmosphere. That was the thing that stuck out to me, I think, on TV. It was nice to see this place or this game back in uh, the place where it belongs. It was really nice, Andy, to just have fans back in here. Normally it's 50-50, but with Mizzou football playing Army tonight in the Armed Forces Bowl, there was not a lot of Missouri fans here. I'm going to guess 70-30 Alana Nation over uh, MIZ fans in the building tonight. They were loud, though, booing the Missouri starters as they were introduced. And Illinois comes out with a big-time win. So much better than last season in Columbia, where there was little to no fans there. To see this place rocking again was absolutely fantastic. The way it's supposed to be, Marley, what did you think? Yeah, I agree. I was really surprised with how many – more Illinois fans there were than Missouri. Um, the ratio I, I surprised me because the only other year that I went was back in 2019. Um, and, and that year it seemed to be split 50-50, but it, it was also an afternoon game. Um, it was at like 12 or 1 in the afternoon. So this game I, I think was different, um, having it on a weekday, which I guess traditionally, you know, it's always been on, on a weekend. But I think, you know, the crowd came out. Um, they showed up and I think did help Illinois to a win. Um, I don't know if Missouri is all that good. I don't know if they needed that much help, but you could definitely tell that the the crowd played a a big, um, role in just like the shifts of momentum and just having that kind of home crowd and having a game feel like a home game when you're playing at, at a neutral core, you know, definitely, definitely can't hurt you um, as a player. Yeah. I mean, talk about high energy. That place looked like it was, it was jumping at certain parts of the game. And I think we'll touch on what parts exactly specifically with uh, the the first player that I wanted to talk about. I mean, the game was a game of runs. Missouri uh, had closed it up about midway through the first half to about six points after Illinois jumped out to a lead. And then it just got bigger and bigger from there for Illinois. Kofi Coburn had a big reason uh, to do with that. 25 points, 14 rebounds, another double-double. It seems like if he's not getting a double-double, then uh, it, it may have been a bad off night for the big man. But Kofi, especially with that second-half dunk from the free-throw line that that blew the lid off the Enterprise Center, Brett, was just the dominating force because he wasn't only scoring. He was also distributing for points of the game, too. I'm going to call it Air Kofi. He took off from just inside the free throw line. And I like the guys just got out of the way, the Missouri defenders. I've never seen him do that. And it was pretty impressive uh, sitting here courtside watching him just go right down the lane. He knew what he was doing all along and he went out and did it. And no one was stopping him. I've just never seen a dunk quite like that from a seven foot, 285 pound guy. I mean, it was truly impressive. And like you said, the lid blew off this place, and and we knew at that point that it was already over. Like, Mizzou made a couple of little runs to cut it to six at 29-23 in the first half. But, I mean, once they finished the half so well, and then Kofi had that 
big time one handed slam with the foul as well. He made the free throw. I mean, that that was it. It was over after that. And that was an impressive dunk. I'm going to remember that about Kofi Coburn uh, for as long as, you know, anyone wants to talk about Kofi in 20 years from now and be like, hey, at Bragging Rights, he went from the free throw line, two stepped it, and one handed slam. It was. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I thought the stanchion might fall uh, on that one. I thought it would, it, it would collapse. I mean, he went down with that much force. But it wasn't just inside. It, it was outside, too. Alfonso Plummer, Trent Frazier, and Jacob Grandison all had three three-pointers in the game tonight. And Alfonso Plummer, 22 points, Marley. It just seems like every single game we're just seeing him get better. And he stays on this heater, and he just won't stop. Yeah, another thing I want to point out about Kofi, too, I was sitting um, on the side of the, the Illinois bench, and there was a point where he had gone up and grabbed, like, three of his own rebounds. He was just, like, struggling um, to make the shot. But I looked over at Brad Underwood, and usually he's, like, yelling at the guys and screaming his head off. And he just kind of had this look of, like, contentness. Like, he just kind of smiled and, like, nodded his head. I, you could tell that was, like, a good – brad underwood moment because i don't know if he necessarily you know I, I mean i'm sure he likes you know the flashy plays and it gets the crowd going but he's like a huge um rebounding guy and you would have thought like illinois was down by 20 by how he was yelling at them to to grab the rebound so i think he was he was happy to see um kofi continue to be um as dominant as um he's been you know all season but yeah you mentioned alfonso Plummer. um you know he continues to um, impress us. And I think um, it, it's a really good sign for, for this Illinois team, for, for him to be successful from behind the arc and, and for them to spread it out as well. Um, Jacob Grandison, I thought he, he's always just kind of a, a silent performer. You know, he always, um, you know, knocks down a couple, a couple big shots, but I, I think he moves in silence um, a little bit, maybe doesn't get a, as much of the hype as, as his teammates, but only nine points from him tonight three for seven from the field not as good as I remembered I guess but I think he he had a strong strong first half there so um yeah I mean I, I think this team is starting to come together Trent Frazier going on another heater um I he lives for those moments and he talked about that too in in the the post-game press conference and you know when he just gets on a roll um he's like when I start getting hot you know um that's cash <laughs> that's not the exact quote so <laughs> but I don't know, man. That kind of sounds like something he would say. A little bit like something he would say. I'm glad that Um, you brought up Trent because he's the person that I wanted to talk about next. And he had a couple of big threes, I mean, from beyond NBA range at at some points uh, to to end that first half. And it just seems like his leadership has meant so much for this team, especially with Andre Corbello out now because he's – Trent's the main guy who's bringing the ball up the court when he would have shared those duties with Curbelo. And in a game like this, I mean, he got up for it. and It seemed like he did not want to lose this game four times in a row to close out his Illinois career. No, absolutely not. I don't think so. Um, I think when you win, or excuse me, when you lose um, three times in a row, uh, you get that, that little bit of hunger to to come back and, and bring the, the trophy back. He was the, the first one to touch it. Um, he, you know, the team was celebrating, but he kind of broke away from the little huddle where the team was. He was like, where is it? Where's the trophy? Where's the trophy? I think he wanted to, to get his hands on it for the first time um, in, in a while. But I think too, for, for a lot of these guys, it was really like their first or second bragging rights game. I mean, Kofi had only played in 
won here at the Enterprise Center um, last year. I don't know if we really want to count because um, it didn't really have that that same feel. Um, but like Jacob Grandison playing in his first bragging rights, Alfonso Plummer, um, and for them to to show up and and even some of the freshmen in a big way. You know, Brandon Pajimski um, was effective in his minutes that he saw on the court, and I think maybe Illinois can can feel confident about some of those younger guys um like Pajimski maybe you know carrying the torch remembering what it was like to to win here and in St. Louis and and continue it um as Illinois you know moves on in the series yeah and for me this has to be a springboard for Illinois Trent Frazier loves the big moments and that's great and he hasn't had you know that many of them all things considered because when he got here they were bad mediocre his first season bad his second season missed the NCAA tournament, you know, and, and it's just like, yeah, he's had this moment once in the bragging rights game when he's a freshman. Now he gets it as a senior, super senior. Um, and and this is this is a big moment for him when you put it in perspective of what this is in his career. And he's done a lot at Illinois, you know, but to come out here and perform like he did and as well as he played, um, you know, six for 10 is nothing to shake your head at. And, um, I thought he is the heart and soul of this thing. And I, and I think he can continue to lead um, doing that. And by playing in those big moment games, even when it's not bragging rights and Mizzou and all that kind of thing, you know, like I, I look to him to continue to lead this team with that swagger and confidence. And I'm not sure he's the most vocal guy necessarily. We've seen that play out over the years, but he can lead by uh, confidence and swagger and, and just continue to, push the bar forward and at nine and three now I think this has to be a springboard uh going towards the 2022 calendar year you know they're going to play Florida A&M next Wednesday in a game that they should win easily and then it's all into Big Ten play and you got 18 grinders left to figure out uh, if you can go out and win a, another Big Ten title and what they probably should have won last year is a Big Ten title so yeah use this as a reason now Missouri's not good uh <laughs> Andy, I don't know what you took away from watching on TV, but like my big takeaway here is okay, Illinois did what it was supposed to do. They played really well. And then Missouri is is not a good team at all. No, it, it felt like the win was justified. It felt like the right team won by a, a, about the right amount. Uh, Illinois was all over Missouri. And I, I'm glad you guys brought up Brandon Pajimski because he played some really good minutes. Uh, he was three of three from the field, so he knew when to take his shots and. Uh, knew how to pick them too because he, he made every single one of them. I think it's interesting how Brad has kind of played the, those freshmen this year, kind of rotating Melendez, Goody, and, and Bajimski in and out to see who gets in first. But, Brett, to, to go from where you brought us, uh, I mean, Florida AM, if you assume Illinois wins that game, which they should win that game, they'll end 2021 calendar year 10 and 3. I want to get thoughts from both of you just where you think Illinois is at at the moment and if they're in good standing and maybe what you expect to come from those 18 grinders coming up in 2022. Yeah, I feel really good about this team. Now, certainly the Cincinnati loss is one that's going to stick with you in that and Marquette as well. I mean, I, there's no reason that this team couldn't be 12 and one in my eyes, you know, assuming here that they beat Florida a and and, and they should. So Yes, I think you can be a little disappointed, a lot of nation that they're not 12 and one. And and look, I thought Arizona was the better team. And we talked about that last week or a couple of weeks ago that, okay, yeah, all right. Arizona, you know, yeah, you were there, you hung with them, but they, I thought they were the better team and they lost tonight to Tennessee in their first loss of the season. Um, but okay. You know, you leave that game feeling 
decent that you competed with what I think is going to be a, a really, really solid team and probably a, a top five, top 10 team all season in, in Arizona the rest of the way. And all right, yeah, you laid an egg against Cincinnati and Kansas City, and, and you probably should have beat Marquette. If you had Kofi, you definitely beat Marquette. So if you want to put that in, in you know, asterisks there or whatever in parentheses, I'm, I'm fine with that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they're 2-0 in Big Ten play. And Marley, that's what I think is most important here is they found a way to beat Rutgers in Iowa in the pre-Big Ten. And now you're set up really, really well um, to go in. And you're one of just a, a handful of teams here in the Big Ten that are undefeated so far in this early season. So uh, I think optimism should be high. Think about last year at this time um, when they were 9-5 and coming in and did that Ohio State game. And, and we had big-time questions. Um, when I compare where they're at now to, to last year at Bragg and Rights, I feel a lot better about this team and, and where they're at. And that's even without Andre Corbello. And we don't know much about him going forward here. Was on the bench tonight in street clothes once again. And, um, you know, we'll see on that. To play the pessimist a little bit, um, just <laughs> wanted to add that I feel like this was a big win for Illinois, for the trophy, for the bragging rights, for the rivalry, but I don't feel like it was a gutted out, prove ourself type of win just because of the level that Missouri played at. Um, you know, you, you don't like to see the rivalry games, I guess, be um, a blowout in a sense. Um, so it, I didn't feel like it was a big, um, you know, road neutral site test for them, um, which makes me um, – I guess in the, the same boat as I was almost last week as um, they head into to this Big Ten um, gauntlet of a schedule. But I think having that 2-0 and head start will be really important for this team as they continue to, to, to find their confidence, which I think they're getting. And I think this game gave them a little bit of that. So I think now they can head into to Big Ten play with maybe a little bit of a, a weight off their shoulders, having that 2-0 and start, but also having, you know, built back up after that um, Cincinnati, you know, the Arizona loss, um, I think they're starting to, to find that confidence. Good old pessimist Marley, just just, <laughs> hey. just just like we know her. All right, guys, <laughs> wrapping up, Illinois wins big over Missouri. Any final thoughts from St. Louis? Anything that is on your mind that you want to get out there still? No, they took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. It's going to be a, a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas for this Illinois team and uh, go home and, and you got to hope that now that these players are going home tomorrow or tonight and that they can not get COVID number one, they can come back healthy and that this team can uh, continue to progress and, and move forward a little bit more practice time here with now what a week off before Florida A&M and correct. then they're flying to Minnesota uh, three days after that. So, you know, Hey, it's on here. And it's, it's all about continuing to build. And, and I feel really good about where this team at is at pessimistic Marley, <laughs> which is exactly oh, pessimistic of me. Oh, pessimistic Whoa Marley. Me. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Well, that was fun. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it out there. I, I enjoyed watching. I hope you at home enjoyed watching that game as well. Cause that was a fun game and a fun Illinois team. 88-63, the final score, like Brett said. Seven days until next Wednesday when they welcome Florida A&M to the State Farm Center, 8 p.m. tip-off. That one will be on Big Ten Network as well. So for Brett Behrens and Marley Weirda, I'm Andy Olson. Thanks for joining us on the 3-in-1 podcast, and we'll catch you next time.